Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. And now, Astrological Metaphysical Radio on KFOX. And a happy, healthy, hearty day to you, Southern California. Happy to be here today. A special topic for you. We've been doing some powerful topics this week. Karma in the natal chart, the Saturn cycle. Today we're going to do the midlife crisis transit, topic I haven't done for about six months. And those of you turning 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, and skipping 44, if you're turning 45, then you may be in a crisis of some kind, which we would love to look at for you in today's show. And uh, we have uh, the uh, actually <laughs> an example of the midlife crisis here with us in the studio, Roger Reinhardt. <laughs> And Roger is going to be here and talk, share with us his personal crisis. He's, he's turning 41, and actually, maybe he's going backwards, turning 38. Uh, during the midlife crisis transit, we have a phenomena occur when Uranus will go opposition your natal Uranus, which takes about a year, and that goes on uh, when I would say the Uranus opposed Uranus timing actually occurs from 39 to 40. When Neptune squares Neptune in your chart, Neptune in the sky finally comes around to square Neptune, what happens is that goes from 39 to 41 years old. The Pluto square Pluto takes a little longer. That's also two years. That starts when you're 40 to 42. We're going to be specific today and go over the changes affecting you. And then after you're 42, you get a couple years off. And then when you're 45, you have your Saturn, opposition Saturn, which is a half Saturn return. And frankly, if you do absolve your karma, (laughs) when you've reached these age levels and you're not too obsessed or um, selfish with your life, then things could go a lot more free-flowing for you. Of course, if you haven't absolved your karma by now, then you could be in pain and agony during this period. So we're going to talk a little bit more about karma. In case you wonder, this is KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative, and I'm Farley Malaris. This is the Astrology Hour, Astrological Metaphysical Radio, and we're here weekdays at 12 noon for your enjoyment. And today we're going to talk about the midlife crisis, which is what I'm going through and what you're going through probably what a lot of people have been going through lately. It's um, an interesting time in your life because basically, more than anything, what I have found when you approach 40, especially, I have this little code that I use, a little formula that I use as I have grown. When I was five, I said, well, I'm halfway to 10. And when I was 10, I said, well, I'm halfway to 20. And when I became 20, I was halfway to 40. Now I'm approaching 40. It's like, well, I'm halfway to 80. The question is, will I make it to 80? So you actually do up feel more vulnerable and more in touch with your mortality and your limitations and also very much in touch with what you've done with your life. I mean, by the time you turn 40 or you approach 40, you take a long look around. A lot of the playtime things are over. You'll notice people get more tired as they approach 40, some of them. They don't work out as much. They may put a few pounds or add a couple of wrinkles. The appearance seems to gray a little bit. And we notice that we're not young anymore. Sometimes it's almost a shock. We turn around and we say, what the hell happened to the last 38 or 39 years? On top of it being a generic effect, because everybody knows that life begins at 40, right? There's that old saying that, frankly, if you haven't done what you wanted to do, you better decide to do it by 40. It's funny. I used to really respect two of my favorite cousins, Jerry Barron and Bobby Cutler, 
were people that I looked at who were approaching their 30s and 40s. They were my favorite cousins, and I was very proud of them, and they were very spiritual and happy and loving and caring people. Of course, they both died in their midlife crisis. Bobby had a cerebral hemorrhage, and Jerry died of leukemia. And of course, not everybody dies in their midlife crisis, but the problem is that some people do. And some people, we'd like to think that we could live to 60 or 70 or 80 years old, but the facts do strike that mortality is upon us, and and the limitation of life becomes quite evident and quite obvious and sometimes even frightening. So, you know, besides the fact that turning 40 generically can be a little unsettling, uh, besides the fact that if we still have our parents at that point, they may not be there for long either, that's a scary thing to deal with because those of us that have been spoiled with our parents up till now, and then finally one or two of them can be ripped from us, sometimes during the midlife transit, that's not an easy thing to deal with and have to carry on with your life. My grandparents died during my parents' midlife crisis transit, and you also realize that other things happen. You've been married maybe up to this point. The, the marriage is ripped from you. Sometimes you have children. They're either taken from you or there's more complications with the children approaching this point. And then there's a, a matter of career. No one likes to be laid off or left without a career or, or any experiences or any kind of future, and sometimes that is ripped from you. It seems like everything I have figured out the way life works is that the whole first part of life is geared to prepare you until you're about 38 or 39. And then at that point, a major part of you, if not all of you, dies, not physically, but spiritually even, or emotionally, or mentally. And then from that point on, it's like you're born again. Of course, you have an older body. Your bones are a bit older. You might not have as much hair on your head if you're a man, or it might not be as thick as if you're a woman. Maybe some of that youthful glow is lost. But the point is, is that the only way you can really approach this part of your life and succeed and survive through it is literally look at it like a new beginning, like a rebirth. You still have the same body, but it's up to you to try to maintain this body, this temple of the soul, to try to carry on. Of course, responsibilities do become heavier, and a lot of the choices you make in your second part of life from 38 on have to do with proper health, maintaining your health, right? Also maintaining whatever friendships you can hold on to. By this time, a lot of your friends either leave or even they start dying, you know, and people that get older find out they're more survivors than anything else because a lot of people have passed away or moved on. And, of course, there's a lot of sadness involved as you realize that all things do and must pass. As long as you're alive, you'll notice everything passes but you until you also finally pass. Well, along the lines of the generic effect in the midlife crisis, we do find that there is a long planetary transit that goes on. Unfortunately or fortunately, and remember, there is nothing bad in astrology. Everything that astrology teaches us and reveals to us is being able to show us how to close chapters and how to open new beginnings. Astrology really is a way for me to understand the cycle of life, the pattern of life, and how we finish up things in our life, and then how we continue with new things. Because frankly, if you don't let go of the old, and you don't resolve yourself to the fact that things are over, that things will end, then going through this period of 38 through 45 can be quite unsettling. I'm rather enjoying it, and I'm embracing whatever's happened. Of course, I've had maybe a hundred things happen to me since I've started this midlife transit, from auto problems to insurance problems to death of favorite pets to loss of best lifelong friends because they don't like me anymore or whatever to losing a woman I wanted to marry and also to major transformations in my own lifestyle, my eating habits, my exercise habits, the way I think, my ego, death of relatives of my friends, death of friends in the family. All kinds of things seem to strike when these planetary occurrences occur. Now, I want to focus on the meaning of four basic planets, reminding you 
that Uranus is such a slow-moving planet that it would take approximately 84 years to make the whole circle around the chart. In other words, if you can survive to 83 or 84 years young, right, then you will have what is called a Uranus return, when Uranus will return to its birth point after coursing through all 12 signs of the zodiac. Obviously, when you reach 39 to 42, you're going through your half Uranus return, or what is called Uranus opposition, your natal Uranus. Now, Uranus is a planet that rules consciousness, and it is a planet that rules awakening. It also is the planet that is Lord of Aquarius, and it's also a planet that rules change, shock, divorce, sometimes violence, accidents, friends, or lack of them, and goals are lack of them. So obviously, when a person enters this period of their half Uranus return that starts around 38 and goes all the way till you're 40, it's a longer transit because, as I say, Uranus will stay in one sign for seven full years or more, and that way it'll affect your birth point, Uranus, for about two years, which is a long time because it'll retrograde two or three times going opposition your Uranus. So depending what house it's in and what sign it's in, and obviously a lot of people with Uranus in in Gemini born in the late 40s and Uranus in Cancer born in the early 50s and late 40s, like 49, 50, and all through 57, 58 area, right? They are entering their midlife crisis transit of the Uranus-opposed Uranus. And everything that I talked about as far as the meaning of Uranus and the epitomization of the Aquarius vibration is what can occur. Sudden changes, shock changes, like revelations that are going on with your life, your family, your brothers, your sisters, your best friends, could be anything that suddenly comes to view like, oh my God, what do you mean this person I know and love is going to have cancer surgery? Or, oh my God, what do you mean they're going to have a heart bypass? Or what do you mean, maybe, God forbid, I have something wrong? Or what do you mean somebody rear-ends me and it goes on my license as my fault because the state of California doesn't recognize whose fault it is on any accident? What do you mean my insurance doubles to 3000 a year? IRS audits, the roof falling in, a storm, mudslides, all these things are things that people that when they're 38 to 40, finally you've accumulated some things in your life, some property, some assets, some materialism, some people, whatever. And the Uranus opposed Uranus is a karmic test that will quickly take away sometimes that which can be the most obsessed or most dear to you, like, God forbid, a best friend or a sister or a brother or a mother or a father. See, So that is why when we reach this point in our lives, we've been through a lot, and hopefully we're ready to allow things to pass and grow and evolve from them so we can prepare for our next segment without letting anything hold us down. That's the Uranus cycle. Now, the Neptune cycle, which starts right around 39 years old, right in the middle of the Uranus cycle. Oh, you're already having the Uranus about Uranus. Here comes Neptune, you know, do-do-do. You know, it's like, hey, Br'er Rabbit, where you been? And at 39 to 41, another two years goes by. See, Neptune is a longer transit because it, takes 12 to 16 years to go through one sign. You don't live long enough to have a Neptune return. I say thank God because probably the whole sky would fall on you after 160 years, right? But but what see, Neptune finally moves three full signs away in your life period when you reach 39. So it is finally in square to itself in your chart. A lot of people have Neptunian ailments. This is when if your health isn't maintained, then strange health karma can come about. We also find a high incidence of colds. If you're involved in negative sexual practices, I notice a lot of AIDS victims are having midlife transits from 38 to 42 area. That could be the Neptunian thing also. Maybe they have an 8th house or a 6th house Neptune. You have to figure out where your Neptune is by sign and house. Most of us, of course, having the Neptune square Neptune now have Neptune in Libra. So relationship problems 
lack of relationships, or delusions and illusions concerning relationships seem to epitomize this period of 39 to 41 years old during the Neptune square Neptune. But because Neptune epitomizes the Pisces vibration, you have nothing to go on. Like a Pisces who can be very confused and very uncentered, you are somebody who can be left out in the middle of the ocean without a boat, without the paddle, not know what to do. It's kind of like a helpless feeling where suddenly you do get dizzy or you have trouble standing up or you do have that headache or some kind of symptom that you can't figure out that's holding you down from being as hard and as fast and aggressive and as active as you want to be. And this is where you finally are struggling with your vulnerability and your mortality and old age and the limitation of life or what's coming to an end one day. See, that's that Neptune aspect. And then finally, from age 40 to 42, see, when you turn 40, you are welcomed by the fact that Pluto is finally three full signs, which also takes about as long as Neptune to go through the whole 12 signs, about 150 or 60 years. So we get 12 or 16 years in each sign. So by the time you are 40, it's squaring itself in your chart. And even though this is a tiny planet, it has a magnificent, unbelievable cosmic effect on your life. Now remember, in the second segment of this show, I'm going to let you know that none of this is bad. None of this is harmful. None of this is painful. Even though it sounds scary and frightening, it's life. You know, this. everyone has to deal with this midlife transit. I call it a crisis, but what the heck? Life in itself can be a crisis if you make it so, or it can be a flower if you make it so. But the Pluto square Pluto is interesting because it strips the ego. It creates humility. Right now, because many of us have Pluto in Leo, it totally transforms family and children relationships that we have. It puts us in touch with childhood matters and childhood effects. And it also is a sexual rebirth, right? That's why a lot of people peak in their sexuality when they have that Pluto square Pluto. Now, we're going to continue and talk a little bit more about the midlife transit, which I haven't talked about for about six months. And that's why it's important to go over. This is a heavy week with a lot of heavy topics. I'm thinking about doing the solar return tomorrow, Mars return on Monday, lunar return on Tuesday, some very valuable cycles of life during this period of the summer for the astrology hour. So you don't want to miss a single solitary show to get all this valuable information and knowledge that comes across the airways. In the meantime, a lot of you that are approaching your 40s or your late 30s are probably very interested in this topic and really want to know what's going on with your lives. So whether you're having a Saturn return and turning 30 or whether you're growing up and turning 20 or whether you're having a midlife transit, you could probably use an astrology chart to help better explain to you this cycle of life. And you know what? When I do these topics, it literally validates to people how astrology works. Because you could know nothing about astrology and hear this topic and be turning 40 and be sitting out there going, Farley, I relate 100% to what you're saying, and now I'm going to send for this stuff because I think what you're talking about is valid. Because these are cycles of life that relate to all of us. Thanks for your support. You keep us on the air. And I am Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, weekdays at 12 noon, 93.5 FM, KFOX. Okay, let's go back to this topic here. You know, when I used to get into astrology when I was younger, I was frightened of this transit. In fact, when I went through my Saturn return, my attitude was, thank God that's over. And thank God that's the worst part of my life. Hey, a Saturn return only lasts two years. You know, when you're through with it, it's like, whoo, thank you. Going through the Saturn return is just a preparation for the midlife transit. Why? Notice it lasts from 39 to 40 to 41 to 42. It's a four-year transit. When Uranus gets done with you and removes the friends that are garbage and brings in new friends, if any, removes the goals that are needless and creates new goals, right? 
when Neptune shatters your dreams, removes these illusions and these fantasies and these travesties that you've been hanging on to that are really useless, you become more logical, more practical, more Spock-like in your attempt to further your life. A lot of times you will process your drugs and your alcoholic tendencies with that Neptune square Neptune, right? When these things happen, what's happening is that things are occurring in your life that are required maintenance. You know, some people are so foolish and so blind that the Aquarian, Piscean, Scorpio factors that occur, Uranus, the Lord of Aquarius, Neptune, the Lord of Pisces, Pluto, the Lord of Scorpio, the Aquarian effect is clarity, the Piscean effect is spiritual, and the Scorpio effect is rebirth. These are required maintenance. Some people got to die. Some people are going to leave your life. They got to move on. Changes are going to be made. The best thing you can do is face it, accept it, process it, and move along. I kind of see this transit as kind of like Clint Eastwood. Notice in a movie, he goes through his crisis, and then you see him riding off. Well, he's going to, you know, dirty Harry returns in the Deadpool, right? But the guy, he doesn't sit there and wallow after 50 people are shot up and he's all wounded and bleeding, right? Josie Wales, he rides off. He carries on. And that's the whole, it reminds me of the song by Kansas, Carry On. That's what it's all about. These changes that are occurring, I believe, are seeds that are planted into your molecular, cosmic, cellular structure prior to birth, seeds of karmic influence that were destined to happen. This stuff was meant to happen. This is your lesson. This is part of the reason why you were born, because you were meant to have this clarity when you turn 40. Embrace your 40s. Hey, live your life. Now you might have a little bit more money. At least you have a little bit more knowledge. If you don't have the money, you better damn have the knowledge. Or if you're not in a mental institution or in jail, then at least you have a lot more power than you had when you were 30. Don't you wish you had the knowledge you had now at 20? I'm telling you. So what you got to do is you just got to face the changes, tackle them one at a time, meet your deadlines, pay your bills, go to your court dates, go ahead and handle the audit, deal with the death. Of course, you may need to meditate and pray and fast and maybe maintain your diet and work a little harder on your health, but this is stuff that was meant to happen. It's required. This is a prerequisite of life. If you survive, you're going to go through the Uranus-Neptune-Pluto transit from 39 to 42. So you might as well make it an adventure. Make it fun. So you can look back at that part of your life and say, you know what, I had a good time, I went through that stuff, and just like when a snake sheds its skin, right, you think it's fun to get out of that stuff? Yeah, it's sort of uncomfortable for a while. It's sitting there going, hey, buddy, how am I supposed to get this coat off? I got no arms and legs. And that's what it's all about. When a butterfly comes out of that lousy cocoon, can you imagine what a caterpillar goes through when it becomes a butterfly? What kind of creature is that? We're the same way. We are the same exact way. This is the cocooning. If you survive, and don't kill yourself before you're 38, then you're going to go through this rebirth, and it's going to be fun. So you might as well enjoy it. You know what bothers me? Nothing bothers me. Thank you. I like to see people who don't complain, who don't bitch, who don't worry, and who don't call me up and say, well, I'm going through the midlife, and I'm all depressed. Come on, man. You're manifesting that stuff. It is your own worry, your own negativity, and your own BS inside of you that manifests things that are weird or negative. You are the power of God. You are the power of the mind. You have the power to overcome all. You are omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient. You are God. Why let something stupid like a midlife transit upset the apple cart? What the hell, you know? I say go for it. You got any comments, Roger? I've had your mic turned off. (laughs) It hurts, you know? I mean, uh, everything you're saying is exactly right as far as the rebirth goes. Uh I felt uh, a little disjointed around 38, 39. I did go through some of the same situations with my sister's passing. 
career changes, all those things. But I feel, yeah, but it's like coming out of like a centrifugal force spin and you're coming out going in the right direction, it feels. Right. And the things that are happening to me now, I feel that through my experience of my first 40 years is all paying off now. I wasn't really aware of the knowledge until I can look back in retrospect. Mm -hmm. And now I can glean from that knowledge and be able to, you know, like plan my life so much easier as before of just running, you know, any which way but loose before. Now I'm channeled. And I'm channeled through the, the age and the experience of life. Now, you're 41. One. Okay. Now, you only have one year left in this transit. Okay, you're going through... And the, then I have two years off, right? Yeah, the Saturn to post-Saturn at 45 is just a basic karma. Whatever your karma is, you come face-to-face with whatever happened before you were 30. You come to face with part two of that when you're like 45, when you're halfway through. So I don't see that Saturn return as transitional as the 38 to 42 period we're talking about here. Do you notice, because you're coming close to 40, I won't say how close oh, to no. 40. Oh, no. See, I've overcome that. I'm never, <laughs> I decided from my like good Jack friend Benny, Jack Benny right? that I'm going to be, enough. I'm counting down from now on. And if I ever make it to, you know, what people would call 78, I'll be two years old. And I think they go, well, I'm just a baby now, you know. The coming and going planet. And I hope you enjoyed my topic on the midlife crisis transit or midlife celebration, depending how you yeah, call it. There you go. I like that. Clara, how are you today? Great. How are you? Good. I hope you enjoyed that topic. Yeah, I did. It was fabulous. I got to tell you, before I ask my question, that every day, whenever I listen to you, no matter how bummed I am, all I do is hear you laugh, and it cracks me up. <laughs> was it funny when I turned Roger's mic down? <laughs> you know, that was a karma, because I, I was on his that. show once, and he turned. He said, I want you to keep your mic off. So I said, well, Roger's been going for five minutes, or I better turn the mic off, or there'll be no topic. <laughs> I wanted to give you a chance to you know, breathe for the next 30 minutes. I'm sorry. What can we do for you, Con? Okay, here's my question. You know how a lot of times you chart um, whether there's going to be an earthquake activity or not? In the news and in the papers and on TV all the time, there's big talk about the Midwest drought. Is that chartable? I mean, do you have any idea how long or how bad that will be? I think it's real severe only because we had the moon wobble together with all the retrograde planets. And I also believe that the weather has been severely affected by this ozone thing that scientists sometimes no offense, are not experts, and they're really totally not aware of what the ramifications of no ozone layer is. But I think it does make it hotter, and in certain parts of the world, it does make it rain less. So I think that the water shortages that are on approach are nothing next to what they're going to be in the coming years. We are in an earthquake watch, actually, for the rest of this month and starting in July for most of that month because of the Mars square Saturn Uranus. Whenever Mars is in square to one or two planets, it's a little dangerous. It'll be T-square, Mercury, and Venus also for most of July. So if L.A. is going to be hit with a big quake this year, it'll probably be in July sometime. Mm. Then I'll be on vacation, and everyone will know <laughs> because I'll be gone. Thank you, dear, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Tom now. Who's the Leo who's calling back? Yo, Tom. Hi, how you doing? You're August 11th, 51, my birthday. Is that exactly your birthday? August 11th, 48. 48, uh-huh. So I'm a little bit older than you, but it's cool. Uh-huh. What can we do for you? Well, um... This is my first time calling, and I'm, I'm not really that familiar with astrology other than, you know, reading the paper. <laughs> well, did today's topic make sense to you? Yeah, I can see all that stuff stretched out in front of me right now. <laughs> okay. Just starting to enter some of the things that you're talking about. I was wondering if you could just sort of give me a general reading for... Uh... Well, because you don't know much about astrology, let me tell you where some of your planets were on August 11th, 1951. Uh-huh. You have Mercury and Venus in Virgo, which is like a mechanic or detective type mind where you can very much be into intricacies and details and, I'd say, cleanliness, having things together, sometimes being a great analyzer. Mars in Cancer is a very tender, 
nurturing, vulnerable person, a puppy doggish side to your personality. That's me too. Then you have Jupiter and Aries. There's your high energy where you like to get things done. You don't like to be lazy. You could have a temper here with Jupiter and Uranus affecting each other. Uranus in Cancer. So we don't want to rub you the wrong way. We'd like to have you on our team in case we're playing a game. Mm -hmm. And I think the critical parts of your chart would be the moon and the rising, which we'd get if you sent away for your chart. I think you have a Sagittarius moon, which would be a very independent side to you, like Roger has a Sag moon. It might be a clown side to you also. Yeah. Okay, Tommy? Can you tell me anything about the next month or two to sort of whet my appetite for astrology? Uh... Well, the next few years for you are almost blessed as far as finances and and creativity are concerned. If you don't worry or get too negative, you could probably have almost anything you want and your relationships look tremendously improved. You've been through a lot of the hard part the last couple of years. You're not kidding. Good luck, guy. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Let's go to our next caller now. Eve is the Virgo, September 7th, 68. Thank you for calling back, sweetheart. Hi. Yo. How are you? Well, I'm going into my first life crisis. I'm hit 20 <laughs> and I don't know whether to hit romance or career first, whether just to kind of put <laughs> Life is so easy when you're approaching 20, right, Roger? I can't remember that far back. (laughs) Now, come on. Listen. I have my chart in front of me, but I don't know the information you need to give me the information I need. Well, you are one powerful Virgo. With Mars and Leo, you may tend to be very dominant and very aggressive and very stubborn, especially with relationships. So if things don't go your way, sometimes you might get very upset and angry about that. Looks like you have no problem attracting people, but I think hanging on to them Sometimes you're either deluded or fooled by things that appear to be real but really aren't there. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. You might be going through that right now, in fact. More of them than really is. I know. What you need to do is not be so hard on yourself or other people and probably treat life more like a fun park, an amusement park, and each experience you have is like a ride to have fun and not walk away and go, I didn't like that ride or I want to go on that ride again. Well, the line's an hour long. Well, you can't go on that. I think sometimes I have this mantra that you should meditate on It's called Life's Too Short to Take Personal, and that'd be a good one for you. Okay, hon? Okay. Wait till her midlife transit. Yeah, right. Let's go to Susan now, who is born Leo Sag Rising. Hi. Hi. Hi, Bobby. And this is the lady who called me this morning. Yeah. And you got a different voice when you called, didn't you? That's (laughs) I thought I woke you up or something. No, I'm just, it it takes me a while to totally become Farley by 12 (laughs) noon. In the morning, I'm a gopher, you know. (laughs) People call me up, I go, hello? <laughs> is this Farley? Well, yes, it is. How come it doesn't sound like Farley? Well, because I'm not totally metamorphosized yet. Well, the real Farley Mallory. By 12 noon, I'm like, good afternoon, Los Angeles, and all. <laughs> By 3 o'clock, I'm like, I'm back to normal again. <laughs> okay, so what can we do for you? Yeah, I wanted to know, um, can you tell, like, from my chat, what I should focus on as far as my career and romance goes? Well, you should stop worrying about it. I think that you just, you you probably waste more energy thinking about it than actually doing something about it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but I, it's not like, I say I, um... (laughs) Spit it out, girl. It's easy for her to say. Well, I just have so many different interests, you know, as far as my career goes, I always have, like, 20 things that I want to do. Well, you have the chart of a millionaires. Well, why aren't I <laughs> I don't know. You're pretty much of a hard worker, right? Yeah. You know how to give orders, don't you? Uh-huh. You can troubleshoot, can't you? Yeah. Well, then it's up to you to form a company and make some money, I would think. Be creative, kid. Use that mind. You have a wild mind here. Maybe you should write a book. Yeah. There's money there. There's an untapped wealth of information inside of you that can be manifested into millions of dollars in the next three years, any minute. So, you know, you'd be a perfect person to hire because people can use you for your abilities, but 
If you could harness that energy yourself, you could make your own gold mine, my opinion, okay? Yeah. Good luck. Thanks. Bye. I'm Farley Malaris, along with... Oh, hi, gang. I'm uh, I'm Roger Rabbit. <laughs> and this is Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. Okay, let's go to line number five and talk to Ray, who is Aries Gemini Rising. Hey, Ray. Hi, Farley. How you doing? You can call me Ray, and you can call... But don't... What, what, go ahead. But don't call me Johnson. <laughs> right. <laughs> he knows it. I know, but... Okay, so what can we do for you? Well, I have a question about, uh, I was looking at a transit here and it says improve your looks. And, uh, I'm looking to have some up and coming cosmetic surgery and I just wanted to see what would be an opportune time for that within the next month. What degree is your Gemini rising? Uh, eight. Wow, well, hmm. I would probably wait till some of the planets go direct. Uh-huh. I mean, a lot of planets are already in your first house already. So I would say no Scorpio moon and Mercury direct, which will happen Friday. So anytime after Friday, and the Scorpio moon is over Sunday, 7.18 p.m., so like Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, uh, right before the full moon, would actually be one of the best days of the month, in my opinion. I can't guarantee anything because I'm not a doctor, sure. but uh, they look pretty good for your chart. Okay, guy? Great. Thanks a lot. What are you, you going to have done? A tummy tuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. Uh, somebody says, you want to have a tummy tuck? Farley says, right, and I like to eat, uh, you know, tin cans on top of that. you mind sharing that with this guy? Oh, well, I'm going to have a nose job. Oh, far out. Okay. (laughs) Send us a picture when it comes out, okay? Before and after. (laughs) Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Somebody wants to touch my nose, I go, right, give me the Uzi and you can mess with my (laughs) nose. Let's go over here to line number six and talk to Sharon, the Virgo Gemini Rising. Hi, Cher. Hi, Farley. How are you? Oh, I'm very healthy, thank you. I love listening to your show. I became a member about three months ago. Well, I love listening to you. Call me. <laughs> so I'm a little nervous on the phone, but... Okay, let me turn Roger's mic off. That'll help, okay. <laughs> now it's just the two of us. <laughs> it help a little bit. What anyway, can we do? I definitely can, 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 can relate to the subject matter today. I feel like I'm going through a midlife crisis at 36. Uh-huh. I've been in a career uh, question change for about the last five months. I've been unemployed and... I'm just questioning uh, what direction you, you might see mm-hmm. or job stability. You know why you're feeling it so much? It's because you were born in 51 when Saturn was early Libra, mm-hmm. around two degrees. Mm-hmm. So you're going through, at this period in your life, the Saturn square Saturn. But because Uranus was in early Capricorn, late Sag, you're getting a Uranus square Saturn, and it's playing havoc with your goals and your dreams, your directions, and your career, because Saturn rules career and Uranus rules directions. So you've probably been really bounced around this past few months. Quite a bit lately. Yeah. The best thing for you to do, in my opinion, I'm not going to make the choice for you, is I know you're a hard worker and extremely creative and someone that also would make a good manager or boss or self-employed person. And only your intuition will guide you there. You require a little patience here because you are showing a windfall of income and a very successful career. But emotionally, I believe that your sensitivity level connected with career is a bit too high. You're a bit too vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. You're taking things maybe five times more personal than you would have about 10 years ago. Definitely. So lighten up, kid. <laughs> like mellow out a little bit, you know? And when you're in business situations, count to 10 mm-hmm. or sometimes 20 or 30. And try not to get personally involved with people when their money is dealing. Like you don't want to get romantically involved with people concerning business. Mm-hmm. And watch partnerships. They could be a problem too. Does that help any? Yes. When do you see me coming out of this particular... It's a long transit. It'll take about a year. Take about a year. And then you'll start your midlife transit at that point. I see. So you don't see anything in the near future. I can't give you anything I don't see. You're having a lot of Capricorn support, Mm -hmm. so it's not like you're lost and lonely. You're shown success and money and power, but it's just the responsibility is hot. 
Okay? I see. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go over here now to Sherry, who is a Taurus got through. I can't believe it. Gemini Rising. Hi, Cher. Hi, Farley. How are you? Another Cher. <laughs> it's instead of Sunny and Cher, it's Farley and Cher. <laughs> How are you? Is this a good show today? Uh, yes, it is. Whenever I have a guest on, the mail drops. People go, well, <laughs> I want to hear Farley, but if this yeah, guy's on, me. I'm tuning in. <laughs> I'm at work, so I'm kind of, you know, doing my job and listening and staying on the phone at the same time. Okay. What can we do for you, hon? I'd like to know what you see for the next year or so with relationships and career. You've also been bounced around in that area real good. God, like end of 88, I guess you wanted to go away somewhere, huh? I have. Have you broken up or just divorced someone? Uh, well, there's something going on right now with the fellow that I know, but I don't even know what. You have to be careful because Jupiter, although trying your Mars and bringing you options there with relationships, especially recently, this, the retrograde Saturn and Uranus will be square your Venus and Pisces which is the confused part of you, uh-huh. the the one that overanalyzes and doesn't know how to make a decision, you're real vulnerable in that area. Uh-huh. So, you know, if you can start being more substantial and affirm your life and be more assertive, uh-huh. you know, things might work out better for you. I wouldn't play relationships at a weak position. You don't want to tell someone that loves you that you're confused and don't know what to do. You want to go either all the way or not at all. Don't play middle of the road or you'll end up hurting yourself and someone else will get involved too, my opinion, okay? Okay. Good luck. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Anyway, so Thanks, we'll... Thanks, Yeah, well, Roger, you've got enough promotion. Our karma is absolved, <laughs> okay. buddy. That's it. You owe me $5,000 now. How about lunch? Really, I'll take it. Okay. We'll see you also real soon. Weekdays on KFOX 93.5 FM at 12 noon. Have a nice day. Bye, everybody.